Hi, my name is Cynthia Bassanet, and I'm bringing you a special edition of my podcast, The World According to Cynthia. And I'm bringing it basically aimed at my fellow SAG-AFTRA members because we are on the heels of a SAG-AFTRA election. Because I've been doing it and doing it and doing it good. Because I've been doing it and doing it from the hood. And everywhere I go and everything I do, they slice and dice and sell to you. And I understand that we're talking about things like healthcare and Netflix streaming. Well, that's fantastic for the 0.001% that have been working. But for the 99.99% who have not who didn't get a little memo that for the last 20 years, it's basically been rigged on rigged. And that's great. But it's made the tech industry, the media industry, and now, of course, telecom industry, rich, rich, rich off of your intellectual property. And what do I mean by that? I mean that every time you tweet, every time you leave your house, anything you do, like what I've gone through for over 35 years, is fair game to keep the rich and famous rich and famous. That's right. Now, I think that's a problem. It's something I've been fighting about because I do come from Silicon Valley and I was a girl who coded and now I guess I'm a woman who codes. So watching the situation for 40 years and noticing the increasing encroachment on us becoming indentured servants and not only indentured servants, But why should talent, something as vulnerable as being an actress, have to set you up to also handle cyber warfare? Now, I know a lot of my fans have been asking me, and fellow, (laughs) um, you know, actresses and, and singers and entertainers, a lot of people are very curious, why am I discussing cyber warfare? Okay, well, let's get something straight. If they are using facial recognition and fake algorithms to divert your traffic or to upstage you with highly sexualized images of exactly what you just wore? Gosh, not only is it cyber warfare, it's an attack on your women's rights. It's an attack on ageism. And heck, it's kept Disney in business for decades. That's right, folks. If you're wondering why everyone looks alike as you pay out your union dues or decide whether or not you should go to acting class or puff up your lips, you're listening to the woman that decides what gets greenlit, who works, what your face is going to look like. Gosh, if I get skinny, they pull all Taylor Swift's images off of Pinterest and stretch them and put them back out on the internet. Now, how do I know all this? Because when I Google my name, Cynthia Bassanet, eh, you might get a few photos. But you put in Cynthia Bassanet, Jack Nicholson, and you get a world of photos, 24-7, for decades. Most of them extremely provocative. Okay, so let's move along. Who is protecting you? Who is addressing the next decade of where Hollywood is going? There's no one taking acting class. Have you not noticed that every girl seems to have the same body, the same pose? They're not doing it to the men. Well, a few K-pop bands. That's right. I style the K-pop bands like Blackpink. That's not systemic racism. Pretty much every artist you've witnessed for the minimum since the mid-80s. In fact, they invented supermodels so that us regular models couldn't work. Now, 
I know everyone thinks it's great to be a celebrity and to have a name, brand name. Well, I brought the idea of branding to, of course, we all know who um, I bring every idea to, whether I want to or not, right? Because that's called stalkerazzi tactics. And I don't think it's something that our union is even willing to look at. They consider it a one-off. But if you're an actress and you've been wondering why the same group of people or actor keep working, this is why. They get every beat of my life. That's right. They get to slice and dice every little moment. And that's why you see the same handful working. They don't have to go to the store and decide what they're going to pick out and wear. Gosh, no. They get a little cheat sheet of what I just wore. In fact, I've had to move probably 31 times in the past two decades just so I can have maybe a few months, a few weeks, a few days of my own image to myself. Heck, I snuck away to New York. I restyled Bella Hadid and Melania Trump. In fact, I got Trump banned. That's right. He's been styling all his women off of me. Kellyanne Conway, Melania, Ivanka, and the networks. Yeah, if I skip on over to New York, I style all CNN. Isn't that great? Well, I think that deserves protection. They don't do it to men. They don't make every man look alike. And they're certainly not following you about trying to decide whether or not you just did a human rights issue so your image should go on Mal Clooney. I don't think it's fair if you're buying my image that you're not paying me. And I think that applies to any up-and-coming actress. We are losing the authenticity of it all. Isn't that kind of the point of acting? To entertain and enlighten? Don't you think our union should be protecting that? I haven't heard one person question how all the actresses, this one handful, gets it all. I think that's great you're working when you're 60 and 70 and 80. But if you're getting the outfits off of what I wore when I was 35, and you're playing a part of a 55-year-old but you're 80, what about all the other women in between? All the other talent we've missed because CBS can so well market Lucille Ball or reruns. You know, so many actresses and actors, they didn't compete against reruns. So not only are we competing against the past, we're competing against this fake, rigged, non-authentic world where cue action, we're in the Truman Show. It's called the Daily Mail. It's called People Magazine. It's called Women World. It's called, let's see, Condé Nast, which is British Vogue, W, you name it. I'm styling it. Yeah. Elle Magazine. Well, tell me that doesn't create systemic racism if you keep slapping my image all the way back to Janet Jackson's nip slip. That's right. I recorded a little song called Santa Baby in red vinyl. Well, no, I didn't actually record it in red vinyl. The red vinyl was on a Polaroid for Entertainment Weekly for Bill Maher's shoulder, you know, like a little devil whispering in his ear. But gosh, when I got home with that Polaroid, looking like a hottie Raquel Welsh, well, they yanked me. And of course, my fellow devil angel on the other shoulder. So she was denied that opportunity. And instead, they featured, I think, a drawing of Bill Maher. Regardless, that then became my Santa Baby launch on the internet. But lucky me, it became Marilyn Monroe, which reignited Marilyn and everything Marilyn. 
until I put out so much intellectual property that they've been so busy stealing that, who even remembers who Marilyn Monroe is? Anyway, I just want to say that when you ask these people that you go, wow, they're famous, I can bet you 98% I've been styling them for the past few decades. Forget the Kardashians and all that. That's just the extras that have come along. But if you're watching Hulu, you're voting for SAG Awards, you're voting for the Grammys, the CMAs, the you name it. I styled it. And I probably know who will win. And I probably know who will win next year. But you go ahead. You pay your union dues. And don't ask any questions about your intellectual property. Don't question who you style in the morning, Gail King or NBC uh, <laughs> and all the wonderful morning shows while they sell you all these products that I style. Quick, switch over to QVC because I style that too. I even style what Wendy Williams sells. Yeah, all these brands, these necklaces, all these sunglasses. Yeah, it's something I wore. Imagine all that industry and I don't see a dime. Like many of you talented, talented, talented actors and actresses, wondering why when you go to a therapist, if you're lucky enough to see one, wondering why you don't work, wondering why Weinstein finally got caught. That's right. I turned him in. Then, of course, they did the Me Too because I said Feed Me Too. And because I wore color on the red carpets, they came up with the black Time's Up when I gave the collage to Jack. We weren't selling enough little black dresses, were we, Vogue? I just want all you young women to know that this is the real talent. So if that's the industry you want to be in, then just keep doing things the way they are. But if you want the industry that I came to, and so many of you went to school for, trained for, have the talent for, I suggest you rise up. You're a union. It shouldn't be an oligarchy. Somebody should not be making $26 million because they're getting styled off my every move. We should not be promoting the idea that actresses never finished high school and how amazingly intelligent they sound when it's coming off this old Nobel-nominated grandmother. Now, a lot of you know me, and a lot of you have seen me rise up as a single mother coming to Hollywood. I was born there and returned with an infant under my arm. And I rose up on my own, built my own company, launched my own music career. Now I have a podcast, published a book, one of the most popular Christmas songs in the world for 20 years, a voice compared to uh, Johnny Cash. Um, I'd like to retire. And I know a lot of you would too, but you want that last swing at the bat. You want a chance to say, hey, mom, I made good. I went out to Hollywood and look at me in that commercial. Not the ones that are making $26 million, but you. See, I walked the picket line for the commercial strike, and then they brought in the celebrities and the pop stars to take over the jobs. Well, gosh, I've been a pop star for 20 years. When do I get a job being me? Not Jan the Toyota girl, but me. Because you know what? When they keep using the same people, not only are they not auditioning new talent to see for another commercial, that means a casting director's not working, that means a new director's not getting in there. And like I said, you're certainly not seeing new talent. And I just, I just really want you all to be kind to each other and to see this as a union and end the idea of a selfies and one person wins and there's a winner take all and enough of these awards. 
Personally, I'm tired of styling them. And the dresses they're styling them off of were old then. Let's see new designers. Let's see some authenticity. Let's see real talent coming forward. Not remarketed the same over and over and over, Disney, NBC, CBS, come on, please, Hulu, that have all gotten around the fact that they need to be employing the 99.99% because that is what makes the world a diamond. Every little facet, all that extra talent. That's what I'd like you to bring before membership first, before Unite for Strength. And certainly in front of SAG, we've also done work to um, change a lot of the um, structure of who's running SAG-AFTRA, including the president. So let's take a look and wonder why the same people are running the SAG-AFTRA awards since 95. How many of you have had a job in the entertainment business that long? Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyway... I just want you to know this from the bottom of my heart, the pain that I know so many of you have gone through because of this battle. You're talking to the woman who brought you La La Land and A Star is Born and Gaga Oreos and <laughs> you name it. So please be strong, be kind, believe in your talent and vote appropriately. I miss you more than I can say. Bye La La Land. It's just what everybody does Cash themselves in to make it easy So why should I be sad because You want to take a few more pieces